Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. How did he do it? How did he do it? That is Luka Magic! He hits! Bang! He Bang! Hits. It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Just a Boy podcast, a Dallas Mavericks podcast. I'm your host, Joey Montoya. And as always, I'm in fact, just a boy. And I'm very excited to be hopping on the pod right now because this is coming after a 113 to 103 Dallas Mavericks playoff win, taking the win over the Los Angeles Clippers behind a 31 point triple double performance from none other than our leader, Luka Doncic. And Luka's not the only one who showed up to play today. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., was just absolutely on fire. I felt like he could not miss. Uh, finished with 21 points himself, the second leading score. Dorian Finney-Smith also hitting some clutch shots down the stretch while, of course, also bringing that defensive grit. Uh, Dorian and Maxi both getting into foul trouble relatively early. Um, in the second quarter, they both had three fouls, respectively. Uh, a few of Maxi's fouls, it was just like, uh, n- not the greatest decisions made by him. Um, but... Nonetheless, they got into foul trouble, and, and in the third quarter, neither of them racked up a foul, I don't, I don't believe. I think in the fourth quarter, heading into it, they still both only had three, so that was huge keeping those guys in. We got Nico Melli minutes pretty early, and at first, I was a little confused. I was like, we're getting playoff action from Nico Melli, which is something I didn't expect, but with Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba getting into foul trouble fairly quickly, you got to throw someone at them because uh, you don't want Maxi or Dorian exiting the game earlier than they need to. Um, another big thing, Jalen Brunson was making tough shot after tough shot. I mean, we've been saying it forever that he plays like a veteran, but for him to just be so calm and under control in a playoff atmosphere, and this is his first playoffs, his first playoff appearance because last season, uh, of course, he was out with the injury um, and he wasn't even at the bubble. But man, just to see him show up like that, is it, it just gives me so much confidence moving forward. And um, you just want a guy like that to be a maverick for life, a maverick for a very long time, if not for life, because he, he essentially is the J.J. Barea of this team. And it's really awesome um, to see him be so comfortable in a playoff atmosphere. Josh Richardson also, uh, he played 17 minutes today, but his impact was definitely felt on both sides of the ball. He was making smart decisions and, um, playing really clean basketball as a team. We played really clean basketball for the most part. We did have a few dumb turnovers here and there that, uh, has you shaking your head. Another thing that I really didn't like was we were giving up offensive boards, which as you know, early on in the season, that was a big struggle for us. And, um, we just can't allow that. You give the Clippers three, four times to score. They're going to find, uh, the bottom of the net. And speaking about finding the bottom of the net, Nicholas Batum was a guy for the Clippers that felt like he just couldn't miss. For whatever reason, he kept finding himself open. I I think a lot of that has to do with us sending double teams at Kawhi. Uh, They just have so many weapons offensively. You worry about Kawhi, then you got to worry about Paul George, Nicholas Batum shooting it. And typically, Marcus Morris, you got to respect his shot tonight for whatever reason he wasn't making it. Um, Pat Bev hit a couple threes. Uh, Rondo hit a couple threes. And you live with those two guys taking those shots, but... They're professional basketball players. They can still hit them. You got to still have somewhat respect for them. But overall, a very clean game for the Mavericks. Not a, things that, not a ton of things that I hated. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, it, I mean, his impact wasn't felt greatly. And I feel like a lot of people are going to try to give him heat for that. I already saw a tweet that highlighted Kristaps and Luka's 
uh, stat line for the night and was saying, well, one of these guys gets paid $30 million, the other guy is only getting paid nine. And that's just so unfair to Chris Tops. I mean, the Clippers respect what KP can do on the offensive side of the ball so much that they threw one of the best defenders in the league, one of the best defenders of all time, Kawhi Leonard. Um, and really, it helps our team success. Even though you feel like uh, KP couldn't really get in a rhythm and he wasn't really dominating offensively like you would really want him to in the playoffs, they're taking Kawhi Leonard essentially out of the play for Luka and for the rest of the team. And um, I don't know. I, I still think that even with Kawhi being thrown at, at KP, that he's going to find his rhythm in this series. Don't expect KP every night or every game of this series to go four for 13 from the field. And not to mention that there were a lot of calls or a lot of no calls, I should say on Chris tops. I mean, he was getting beat up every time he would go to the rim. He was getting hit. Um, and then there was that one blatant call that just complete was completely missed. I don't know what it was right in front of the ref. I, I'm not sure what was going on there, but Kawhi literally just pulls KP to the ground and nothing was called there. Uh, not a whole lot you can do with the officials, but Nonetheless, I think that KP, even if he, from a box score standpoint, from the stat line, doesn't look like he was super productive, it was a great team win. Everything came together, and the Mavs came out on top. Very early on in the first quarter, the Mavs jumped out to a quick lead, and uh, leading in the first quarter, that's a great stat for the Mavericks because this season they were undefeated after leading in the first quarter of play. So that was a good sign (laughs) after just leading for the first quarter. I don't like personally, I don't like to look into stats like that where um, it gives you a team record based off of what they do. (laughs) I mean, I don't need to give you an example. Like say they're up in the first quarter or this guy hits this many threes at this time and they they always win. He plays this many minutes and they always win. Like I don't read a lot into that, but um, just having a lead at first quarter and having a good start is obviously very good because when the Mavericks are, are digging out of a hole against a team like the Clippers, it's very, very hard to be successful. But that was just super encouraging. I, just heading into the series, I didn't know what to expect because towards the latter half of this season, we saw time and time again that the Mavs would play down to competition. We would beat really good teams. And then we went out and lost to the Kings like three times in two weeks, which was super frustrating with a team, a Kings team that didn't have De'Aaron Fox. And Uh, I think one of the games they didn't have Marvin Bagley either and and Tyrese Halliburton went out. So um, not really knowing which version of the Mavericks to get. It's a great sign that not only did they play well, but they came and stole a game on the road. And in any playoff series, the goal is to just steal one on the road when when you're the away team, right? And, And steal home court advantage back. But man, while we're at it, you might as well steal another one, you know? There was another point in this game where um, obviously I was on the edge of my seat towards the end of this, um, if not the entire second half of the game, but Rondo gave a little shove. I believe it was to Dorian Finney-Smith and um, the fan in me, the emotion in me was just like, man, tee him up. Come on. What are we doing? But it's like at the same time, this is playoff basketball and a little shove shouldn't warrant a technical foul, but it definitely got me fired up. That was the first glimpse of chippiness, which I'm sure is just a, a small sign of things to come in this series just because of the history um, between these two teams from last season. And man, I think the best way to sum up this game is that the Mavs were on a mission and they know they, they remember what this Clippers team did to them last year. And and they definitely take it personally. And and I'm glad that there's unselfishness 
a guy like Josh Richardson saying, you know, even though I got minutes taken away from me, I don't need to worry about that individual stuff right now because we're heading into the playoffs and we need to be cohesive as a unit and go out and win games. And, and we saw Josh Richardson play really well for us. And, um, just playing cohesively as a unit in the postseason obviously is, is crucial to being a successful team. And we came out and did that. Obviously, like I said, a guy like KP may not be super happy with his individual performance, but you know he's happy about this win. And I'm glad that Rick also post-game pointed out the same thing that I was saying a second ago about the Clippers threw Kawhi at him. So that shows that they respect what Chris Stops is capable of doing. And, and the Clippers remember what KP did to them in the bubble. So um, for those of you that are already taking shots at Chris Stops after a Mavericks win, like pump the brakes, man. We just won a playoff game. The first game one playoff game since 2011 when my boy Luca and myself were only 12 years old. So let's enjoy this win. Game two is on Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. tip off. Um, let's go steal another one, man. I'm so fired up. It, it, it's been a long time coming. It, it feels like the last month, month and a half, it's just been like, man, let's just get to the playoffs. Let's let's make it there. And we're here. Um, I think I need to at least somewhat acknowledge the Kawhi Leonard poster on Maxi. I, I mean, gosh, he baptized Maxi Kleba, man. He put him on an NBA Top Shot highlight. Um, but we got the last laugh. There, there was definitely some pictures going around on Twitter <laughs> that were kind of funny. It's Morris and Kawhi, and I want to say Paul George are all just kind of standing over Maxi while he's lying there, and you just see Maxi's legs, and it's kind of a funny shot, but. Um, someone said, man, I bet this team rallied after that poster and went on to win this game, which is funny because they didn't. Um, and then there was another one that said it turned him to the wicked witch of the East or whatever, whichever one that has his legs out. <laughs> that one was pretty funny too. And I can only laugh at that because we won the game. Instead, let's talk about the open lane dunk from Dorian, man. Dorian threw one down. He did a little pump fake from beyond the arc blew by the, the defender. I don't remember who was on him, but he blew by him and just threw it down. Um, and all of KP's frustration from the night, just being bottled up into his tomahawk dunk at the end of the game that, um, essentially put the game away where he was cutting baseline. They found him and he threw it down, man. That was Dorian found him. I think it was Dorian at the elbow and then, um, KP cut baseline. And he just throws it down ferociously, man. That got me so hype. But yeah, again, I'm expecting more from KP. I'm expecting Tim Hardaway to continue this streak that he's been on, which again, God bless Tim Hardaway Jr. Because without him, I don't know where we'd be. But like I said, man, the contribution of everyone, it was just a great team win. So as we look ahead to game two, I mean, the pressure already was on the Clippers, but now even more so that they lost home court advantage. Um, and obviously going down 2-0 in a series is not very easy to crawl out of, especially when you're heading uh, on the road for games three and four. Keep an eye out for your boy at game three. I'm going to make an appearance to American Airlines Center. I'm so pumped, man. Hopefully we're looking to take a 3-0 lead at that juncture. <laughs> to shout out to my boy Harp, that juncture in the series. Man, take a shot every time Derek Harper says juncture or as a player. Well, he does as a player. It's all love, Harp. I love you guys. I love Harp, Followell, Jeff Skin Wade. We have one of the best broadcast teams, honestly. It's, they're so fun to listen to, and they just have a nice balance. Anyway, I'm excited. We'll see what adjustments that the Clippers make because they're the ones that need to make changes. 
The Mavs, obviously, we have some things to clean up. Uh, the biggest for me being limiting dumb fouls and fouls at the end of the shot clock. We had a few of those. Also, Luca had a moment. I believe he was towards the end of the first half. Uh, where he committed an open court foul to stop a fast break. And he just has to be aware of the amount of fouls he has because he's too valuable to our team to be getting into foul trouble. Uh, it was his third foul of the game, and after that, Rick took him out. He wasn't very happy about that, but it's like, Luca, if you get your fourth foul before halftime, they're just going to go at you and try to get you out of this game. So limiting fouls is one. Another limiting Clippers second chance opportunities. And, um, and that's really the biggest things for me. And I kind of already talked about that, but. Something I did like was that for the most part, we weren't settling for shots. Like we were getting really good looks. Um, There was a moment at the end of the third quarter, I want to say, where Josh Richardson ended with the ball, ended up with the ball in his hands from Luca. And there was a few seconds left in the quarter. And I just felt like, oh, he's just going to take a contested shot and it's not going to go in. But he used every second of the clock and attacked the rim and got a layup to beat the buzzer. And it just plays like that because every single play is going to count in the playoffs um, because it's going to come down to the wire every single game. I firmly believe that. So, again, I'm super excited. I think we are more than capable of beating this Clipper team. It's just a matter of uh, being consistent and putting it together like we did tonight. Uh, I'm excited to see how KP responds. I'm excited to see um, what adjustments that Rick does make. It was interesting to see the lineups that he was throwing out there. It was the first time that this lineup, the starting lineup, came out uh, the entire season, and it's the same lineup he did last season for the Clippers. So uh, that being Maxi, KP, Luca, Timmy, and Dorian. So again, just massive, massive win to come out, make a statement to take this first game of the series. Um, Obviously, the Clippers are, are going to respond and they're going to get back up and try to punch us in the mouth. So we'll see how it goes. And maybe that's literally punching us in the mouth. But but it is clear that we are not afraid of these guys. And rightfully so. We have earned our way to the playoffs. They want to try to duck some guys. you got to come through Dallas. So that's about all I have for you guys. I hope you enjoyed. Once again, this has been the Just a Boy podcast. I'm your host, Joey Montoya. And as always, go Mavs and God bless. Shut it down.